Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. I'm your host, Benjamin Rangel, and today I speak with two folks doing innovative work here in our community. As you'll hear in just a bit, we're talking about video games. Yes, for some reason it has taken me, an avid gamer myself, almost five years to produce an episode about video games. Growing up, Gaming was always something that brought me, my family, and friends together and was a favorite hobby and way for me to have fun. Uh, It still is, frankly. Then I uh, stumbled upon a book called Reality is Broken by Jane McGonigal, and it transformed the way I thought about the power and influence of video games on individuals and society. Jane wrote about how video games and the gamification of things can lead to transformative outcomes in our communities. She wrote about all the skills one can develop, like problem solving and collaboration and goal setting. And as you'll hear in this episode, there are a variety of transferable skills developed through gaming. And two people that are helping right here in our city and state, frankly, are Brandon and Abby. The two were integral in starting the first ever esports class where they integrated young people's passions for video games with essential knowledge in tech through the Milwaukee Public School District. I'm very excited for this episode, and before I jump in, I just want to share two things. First, our team is still growing, which is super exciting. In the coming weeks and months, you're going to hear more content, new types of content, and new voices here on Bridge the City, so more on that to come. But as you know, Bridge the City is a passion project for us and our team. We do this because we love telling important stories of the good work happening in our community, and we love giving you all, our listeners, tangible meaningful action steps and how to engage with the community. We're excited our team is growing and another essential reason why that growth is possible is because of our patrons. At just $4.14 a month, you could become a regular contributor and help with our mission. The link to our Patreon is in the episode description. We hope you consider taking the few seconds to support one of Milwaukee's longest running independent podcasts. I didn't fact check that, but I'm sure that's right. With that, Let's hear from Brandon and Abby and what they're doing to transform the esports community right here in Milwaukee. Brandon, Abby, thank you so much for being on Bridges City. Uh, I'm going to start off by just asking a little bit about yourselves, specifically your roles within your respective organizations. And we can start with you, Brandon. Uh, Tell me about yourself and your role as connector with MK Esports Alliance. Yeah, no, you got it right. Uh, by the longer name, the Milwaukee Esports Alliance. But uh, yeah, so my role is, uh, I publicly always say is connector. I did found our little organization, um, but I am not really a fan of titles or CCD crap. So uh, I always enjoy the chance to just be known as a connector because I think our main job is connecting. Uh, it's bringing people together in the gaming community. And so that's what I do. Wonderful. Thanks so much. And Abby, you are the Director of Career Development at New Horizons, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. So um, I assist our team with creating and implementing in-demand career paths uh, for our students who are either starting a new career, changing an existing career, or enhancing a current career Um, in a variety of different fields, such as like IT, graphic design, web app development, project management, et cetera. 
Wonderful. And so the reason why I wanted to talk to you two is because uh, you both helped coordinate or had some role in facilitating the first ever information technology and esports class within the Milwaukee Public School District. And so um, we can start with you, Abby, and then Brandon, you can contribute here as well. Tell us a little bit about that class it happened over the summer. How did it go? Any other details you want to share? Sure. So um, it was actually really exciting to see the idea that um, Brandon and I had come to fruition Um, The students we had involved were super engaged and excited about bringing their passion of gaming into the school setting um, and just learning different ways that they could implement this passion into future workforce initiatives that they had. So, um, again, it was just a really exciting um, program launch and um, nothing but good things came from it. Yeah. Brandon, stuff to add for how that went over the summer? Yeah, I mean, it was sort of a it was a long time coming, you know, I think, uh, the genesis of it was a conversation almost two years ago between myself, uh, and Abby and new horizons, Patrick Riley, um, trying to understand that we knew there were people interested in gaming. We knew that people are currently pursuing a lot of degrees and certifications in it. And it was like, we knew we had something, but we didn't really know how or what it would look like. And so, you know, this program is a part of a larger effort to really bring, I would say, gaming and information technology kind of together as a training mechanism, both for students in this case, um, but also for adult learners. We've got other programs centered around that. And so, yeah, it was just kind of a, it was a labor of love and it was a program that came together in a cool way with a lot of collaborators. Um, it's one we think we can build on and, and be able to put in other places as well, because there's a lot of interest in it. Um, yeah, it was definitely like nothing existed when this thing started. And so to see it and create it and bring it to life was definitely, uh, it was surreal. It was really cool. That's awesome. And I was mentioning before we started recording that I have some experience working in uh, Milwaukee public schools, but generally working with a large school district can be kind of intimidating. Uh, there's, it's a big bureaucracy. And so, I mean, you said you had this idea two years ago. Uh, can you talk a little bit about like, did y'all just approach, you know, the superintendent and say, what's up? Kids like the game. We have the games. Let's do this. Talk a little bit about that process. Either one of you can jump in. I'll, I'll jump in on the MPS side because, um, you know, you may or may not be aware, but they're actually in the process right now of putting in 10 facilities in MPS high schools, right, uh, as a part of a larger initiative. And I think that probably speaks to the two-year journey. Um, you know, one of our board members, Tariq Moody, is very involved, obviously, in MPS and Wendell Willis, formerly of the foundation, was kind of an advocate uh, for the work that we were doing. So from that from that place in particular, the effort to bring gaming related activities to MPS has been a long and arduous process. And I would not say that it is concluded, um, but that it has been very important for our organization as well as really the state as a whole. It's our largest public school system, uh, our most diverse. We realize that equity and access are incredibly important in gaming. And so that has been kind of a long time uh, effort of just trying to bring gaming in whatever capacity we could to Milwaukee Public Schools. This uh, summer program in particular was just uh, really aided by Wendell, who had vision for how it could impact students of the MPS Foundation, who was aided by Abby and her team, who just brought together the right components and teachers and educators to make it happen. And then for our part, you know, we just kind of promote and bring it out to the community. Um, so bigger picture for sure, the two year journey, 
Uh, but this has been a really nice just uh, integration into that broader program, which now has started this fall at a number of high schools. Well, and I think, you know, I think everybody was on board with the idea of it. But I also think, you know, being able to have Wendell, um, Willis and, and Stephen Shaw and some other individuals that were involved, I think for all of us to be able to see when we launched the adult IT and esports program and being able to see, you know, the successes of the adult population. I mean, we had Amon Green, you know, who sat in on one of our cohorts, which was really cool. I think just, again, being able to see the opportunity that that adults had in the space um, just encouraged us all to collaborate and bring it to, you know, our future future talent of um, the K through 12 space. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I should say that I'm a gamer myself. I've been playing video games for as long as I can remember. And so I understand personally how video games foster and develop a ton of different skills. Uh, But there may be some listeners, maybe non-gamers, maybe folks who see gaming even as like a negative hobby who are doubtful that a program like this is worth the investment. I mean, giving young people the opportunity to play video games like in school or as a part of the school day, in addition to all of the other IT components of the class. Like, can you talk to those listeners who might be a little bit doubtful that a program like this uh, is, is worth the investment and maybe speak to why it's so important? So I, I think it just comes down to being educated about the space, to be honest. Um, I myself am a non-gamer um, and, and, you know, full transparency looked at gaming as, I don't know if I'd necessarily say a negative hobby. Um, I was kind of, I guess I was kind of judgy about it. My husband is a gamer. Um, but I, I changed my perspective when I went to the Milwaukee STEM conference and, you know, learning about how people are, you know, utilizing their problem solving skills, creative thinking, you know, becoming a team player in a different uh, environment than standard sports, such as like, you know, basketball and baseball. It just kind of took um, my perspective and changed things. Um, I think one of the calls that Brandon and I were on with, you know, I think it was one of the CISAs. Um, one thing that really stuck out to me was hearing one of the moms on the call that shared um, that her son ate lunch with some of his gaming friends. And it was the first time he had eaten lunch uh, with somebody else as a junior in high school. Um, So video gaming gave him the opportunity to meet others that had the same passion um, that he did and create an environment that he was comfortable in and and could make friends. So, again, it's just all, you know, an alternative way that some individuals connect with others. And, you know, I don't think it should be viewed upon as as negative. No, I was I was just uh, smiling remembering that story uh, because, you know, there's a lot of good work going on in gaming around some of the auxiliary parts of it that I think are the most exciting when you're in it day to day. Um, so thinking about that story in particular, it was just kind of a, a fun one, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a father, uh, you know, Abby has kiddos and I think that we all grew up, you know, late 90, early nineties, late nineties, whatever, in kind of a space where gaming still had a stigma and still continues on to some parts today. Um, but it's just because the industry has grown so much, it really has just, I would say, in my opinion, moved past, simply like clicking buttons on a screen. Um, it's not to say that it's always the way. I think, you know, moderation is always key in everything, right? There's that old adage. Um, but when you wrap educators, when you wrap technology, when you wrap job growth, when you wrap all these things around it, it's just like awesome, you know? And it's fun. Like gaming is fun. I think that's always one of my favorite parts about it is like at its core, you're trying to overcome, you're trying to achieve, you're trying to unlock, you're trying to like progress. And I think those are all just like very human characteristics where if like, 
gaming is your place for that. Uh, I think people are seeing that more as a positive now, uh, particularly for people where that may be their primary focus. Um, and that's okay. So now yeah, I love it. I want to also, though, unpack the relationship between this program and like the business community. So Abby, you are supporting businesses throughout our state by making sure workers have the skills that they need to flourish. Can you talk a little bit about how the business community has responded to this type of program? Um, like what are businesses saying about the work that you're doing involving video games or just in general? Sure. So, you know, we are fairly early in the processes of implementing, you know, a long-term success story or stories. Um, but the response from the tech community has been really exciting. Um, no one has combined usable tech skills and esports before in our state. Um, you know, on a national level, I can't speak to that. Um, but the buzz has been fantastic. You know, the MPS um, summer camp was, was really, really, uh, big, you know, we had a lot of people reaching out to want to learn more about it. Um, and we're working with a wide variety of businesses and businesses and community organizations, um, in collaborative environments that is very innovative. So not just for Wisconsin, but anywhere in the country. Um, I just, you know, I, again, think it's in its infancy, um, super grateful, obviously to be connected with Brandon, um, and continue to, you know, put together um, thoughts and ideas of how we can continue to make this thing have wheels. People don't necessarily often associate gamers with like the business and entrepreneurial community. Is there like, I guess, where where do those communities overlap? And do gamers need to do a, maybe a better job of like thinking about how the skills that they develop and learn as gamers can be transformed into something beyond just playing the game itself? I don't know. I mean, so Manpower has done some really illustrative work where they essentially turned, uh, take your gaming experience and we'll turn it into resume stuff, right? Because as you described, like Overwatch has certain components, Counter-Strike has certain components, Halo has certain components. You talk about teamwork, whatever. We're getting down to the point where we're collaborating with a gentleman in Minneapolis who teaches coding through Rocket League. So I think like, I think there's probably like a dynamic on the gamer side, yes, that is probably not as aware yet as it could be of like the connectivity, but I think the business community is seeing it. Um, and you know, 98% of people under 18 today game, the average age of the average gamer in America is 31. Like this is nothing new. You know, it's not 1980s with Atari where it was like brand new. And if you only did arcades, that was the only way you had had exposure to it. Like most of a fair majority of the country has grown up with games as a been around them or been in their world to some degree. So that gives us a leg up. Um, but yeah, I think the, the work that has been connecting the dots between your gaming experience and your job experience has really been going in earnest, in my opinion, probably the last five years. And I've only been really exposed to this the past two, but just from what I've perceived, um, you know, I've heard it described as like, if you learn how to code, if you learn how to design, if you do animation, if you're doing those things in gaming, you can take them anywhere. Like right now, gaming is sort of the like zenith of creativity when it comes to the application of a lot of these like creative arts and design and video and so on and so you know i think people who get who cut their teeth in those spaces in gaming can easily go walk outside and you know work for a business you know <laughs> like code at robert w baird no offense right but it's like you can figure it out right where if you came from like yeah i just animated our rocket league like shoutcast, you know <laughs> like so that's where it's at. I think there's just, there's a lot of opportunity there and the discussion has just now moved that way. We always say, I think what we've stumbled upon is that gaming is fun. Education should be fun. And so if you can use gaming as the entryway to learning STEM or to learning IT, 
and like, let's go about it in that direction. And that's been transformational, I think, um, for what we're focused on and what others are kind of seeing as a success story. Yeah. In some ways it might just require organizations, groups, like what you all are doing to just like identify and name the, like the way, how easily transferable a lot of the skills are and such, or to like facilitate that, you know, create those bridges connecting folks. Um, so this one's for either. A lot of our listeners are super interested in how like Milwaukee stacks up compared to other cities or communities doing something similar. And so um, either of you can jump in, maybe starting with Abby, if you have anything for this one. But it's essentially like, how is Milwaukee doing in terms of our presence in the national tech scene? Um, like I, we've done some tech related podcasts in the past, like uh, Milky Way Tech Hub is an organization that exists that I've heard a lot about doing good work, especially when it comes to like equity in tech. Um, but yeah, how is Milwaukee doing on the tech scene or about esports? Uh, Abby, we can start with you. Sure. Um, so I think that the key word we have to focus on when it comes to tech in Milwaukee is improving. Um, you know, we've made great strides in, you know, just probably the past three years with our collaborative efforts. Um, to not only promote and grow, but also support tech companies here in the region. It does seem like every day, you know, there is a new success story and larger companies are starting to come here and, you know, make it their 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 one-stop shop. I mean, we're getting a lot of big uh, organizations that are coming here, which is exciting. And that wasn't the case five years ago. So I do believe that, you know, working and collaborating together um, you know, versus each one of us trying to push this boulder uphill um, is really important. And, and I believe that a lot of us are, you know, working together and, and great strides are happening. Um, so we should be excited about our future in Milwaukee. Yeah, I can answer it on the esports side. I mean, I think um, when we talk about our place, we talk about it as a region. Um, so we are the Milwaukee Esports Alliance. Uh, we say that to try to be authentic as to where we believe we can make the most uh, impact. But we work hand in hand with Madison as much as Madison will have us. We work as much as we can with Racine as much as Racine will have us, right? Uh, so we're trying really to focus on the Southern Wisconsin corridor. That is kind of the precedent that has been set around the country with places like Atlanta, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Nevada, um, you know, Las Vegas. That is kind of the method that they have set and seen success in. So, you know, we are, as a Southern Wisconsin region, uh, won't sugarcoat it, like we're pretty far behind uh, other places of around our size or even smaller in terms of infrastructure development, um, you know, state spending from the federal side, like, you know, so we're behind, I won't lie. But uh, in a bit of what I do think the Alliance can take some credit for is that we do now have a cohesive community to some degree. Uh, all of the players in our ecosystem, for the main part, are at least aware of each other or communicating to work together. And that's no small feat. Um, I was really encouraged recently when we brought up one of the leaders, I think, in the country, Danny Martin uh, from Dallas, who has an organization called Exposure, a nice 8,000 square foot facility right outside of Dallas. They came up to help us because we're in the midst of looking for some facility development uh, and said, wow, you know, if, if we had had what you had now when we started, we would have moved ahead five years faster. And so when someone like that speaks to the kind of collaboration that we've been working through. I'm really encouraged by that. So we're behind, I'm not going to lie, but like we're coming and we're working really diligently in the trenches to build up the culture so that as we grow, we can sustain because that's really critical in this industry right now. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we're uh, two months out from a from a, a federal election, but there's you know elections seemingly happening all the time, and so there's elected officials um, who might listen to this, and and I guess what would you what do you need from folks who are making decisions? Either uh, Brandon, like you mentioned, like state funding and all that, like, uh, but even within the city leaders here in Milwaukee or elsewhere, like. Uh, and Abby, you can jump in here too. Like, what does our state need to be doing differently in order to facilitate that growth and that progress and that improvement? To your point, Abby. Like, I can speak at least on the Milwaukee side. So, thankfully, we are in the midst of getting some time with like Chevy and others here upcoming to talk a little bit about Milwaukee specifically. We're working with John Dickard, who's in the Wisconsin Department of Revenue, and some others to kind of curate that ask. Um, but there have been there have been people who are familiar to it. So we tried to we have a grant. Uh, pr- that's been proposed, I want to say for two years now by um, Tip McGuire down in the Kenosha area uh, to basically use an innovation fund to be able to provide high schools with a chance to apply to receive grant funding to be able to create esports programs. Um, we're looking for bipartisan support on that. So we're still in the midst of finding the other side of the aisle uh, counter uh, signer. Um, but it's things like that. It's things like tax credits to bring in larger events, things like North Carolina is doing. And I won't lie that we have all the answers because a lot of it still is very new. Um, but we are really diligently now pursuing how do we submit a framework? How do we incentivize this? Is it facilities? Is it innovation grant? Don't have all the answers, but it is. We've gotten to the point now where the time is right. Um, I think we've taken a lot of effort to get our feet underneath us as a community. And so that when we go and make these asks that they can be, you know, dollars well spent and investment well made. And so that's, that's the kind of stuff that's forming elsewhere are those TIFs and innovation funds, tax credits, and so on. Love that. Abby, what about you? Is there something that you wish the state or even localities would invest more in to really help, um, help the tech industry here in Milwaukee? Yeah, you know, we do, we do largely work with like the, you know, food share employment and training services and W2 and, you know, Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act, we do work a lot with those different grants. Um, I think one of the biggest asks just as a, um, you know, a small local training provider here in Wisconsin is, um, you know, that college isn't for everyone. And I think that that we get a misconception as an industry recognized certification program, um, you know, that we're not going to get people jobs just with an industry recognized certification. And, you know, in the nine years that I have been with New Horizons, I have seen so many individuals get placed in, you know, higher level in demand careers or, you know, getting their foot in the door in IT by just going through one of our shorter term certification programs. So I think, again, you know, not just around esports as, you know, people needing the education about, um, but, you know, as a young parent, I, um, you know, I might have my six-year-old do a certification program when he's older and, you know, maybe the debt wouldn't be as much and he might be a, you know, help desk or graphic design by the age of 22 years old. I mean, it's crazy that tech is at the heart of everything we do nowadays. And I just think that our society has, uh, you know, an end all be all that college is the next step for everyone. And I think that is changing. Um, And I think that if we can be viewed upon as an alternative resource, to, you know, kids that are getting ready to, you know, graduate high school or getting ready to prep for where they want to go. Um, you know, just again, as an alternative resource, that might be 
you know, something that they could get into a company with a certification and the company pays for their degree. Who knows? So that would be my only ask is, is more of the awareness. Yeah. Sort of rethinking the expectation for young people after Mm -hmm. high school and so on and so forth. Um, great. Well, I do want to, uh, sort of wrap us up, bringing us back to like the, the reason why, uh, we wanted to have this conversation, which was to talk a little bit more about the, the class that you all had this summer and just like working with students. And so I'd love to, uh, before we get into the action steps, <clears throat> just talk about, um, successes, like how did, like, is there, is there a specific, specific student or a specific moment or, uh, thing that happened this past summer or in any of the classes um, that you all had um, with with the MPS students that you want to like highlight and talk about? Um, Steven was actually um, on, you know, a couple of the different news stations. Um, just his passion for gaming and the tech world was so exciting to hear about. Um, you know, we even had um, somebody else reached out to us about a specific campaign that they were doing and asked if they could highlight Steven again. Um, just, I mean, that, that kid is, is passionate. He's got, I mean, he's got a plan and it was just really cool to hear, you know, and have him be a part of what we were doing. Um, you know, and, and we're just, we're excited to be able to, to have, you know, this esports and IT program, um, not just in MPS, but, you know, throughout the state of Wisconsin and, um, you know, as far as what we're going to be doing, um, I know Brandon had kind of mentioned the, the after school program, um, and Stephen Shaw with Verizon and Wendell Willis with MPS. I mean, they saw the successes of what we did this summer and they're, you know, looking to, um, sponsor another program for some of the Verizon innovation, uh, learning schools, um, as well as some of the other MPS schools. So um, it was it was a win. I, I will say that. And um, I'm just excited to see, you know, what else we're going to do. Great. And I'm, I mean, I'm super excited too, as a teacher myself, as a gamer myself, combining those two passions and interests, I think, just gets me very excited for um, what the young people in the city have um, at their disposal and what they should, you know, what they deserve to have just as uh, other young people throughout the country have um, access to really high quality, innovative education and opportunities. So uh, that brings us to the last question. As I mentioned in the beginning, uh, before we even started recording, Bridges City is all about action. And so every episode we end with tangible action steps and how our listeners can get a, get involved to make a difference in the community. This is also an opportunity if there's like anything you need to plug to, uh, this is it. And so, Brandon, we can start with you. Uh, what action steps do you have for our listeners? Yeah, so I always say I would recommend first, you know, to engage with the Alliance. And there's a number of different ways people can do that. Discord is a very popular one today. Uh, that's kind of the communication channel, I would say, for gamers. So you can go to our website. You can find our Discord link. I would say join our Discord, introduce yourself, what you enjoy about gaming, what you're doing. And thankfully, there's a really nice community there that's ready and waiting to embrace you and, you know, kind of make connections as would need be. Um, you know, the other big thing I would say is we do the Wisconsin Esports Summit. Our first was this year. Um, our second will be next year at the UW Panther Arena, March 6th, 2023. Uh, come to the summit. It's a great chance to in-person see gameplay, to hear great panels, you know, to kind of experience it firsthand. There's not a lot of that around the Midwest at this point. So we're really excited to bring that experience and have it start in Milwaukee. And so 
I would say, you know, join the Discord, get into the community. We've got a newsletter. Sure, if you're into newsletters, right? Like we've got a great newsletter uh, that has a ton of great content every month. Um, those are the ways I would say engage. And I think, um, you know, on my uh myself and behalf of New Horizons is really just to educate yourself on, you know, what is out there as far as the in-demand career pathways go, um, you know, what is out there as far as the edu educational programs can go. Um, there's a lot of different opportunity out there, you know, as far as um, getting your foot in the door into different companies through, um, you know, apprenticeships and short-term training programs, um, you know, in addition to two-year and four-year colleges. So again, just educating yourself on, you know, the different tracks uh, that you can take in order to kind of make your next step. Thank you so much for listening to Bridges City. Thank you to Brandon and Abby for joining me on today's episode. Thanks too, as always, to our patrons, those who support us every month and keep this thing going. Consider becoming a patron today. And in the meantime, got an idea for a story, want to know more about how to support, reach out to us on our website or on social media. And as always, let us know how you have helped bridge the city. Bridge the city.